You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Right now, the silver-throated tones. What are we giggling about? Silver-throated tones? Well, something like that. <laughs> Dr. History. Good morning, Zab. How are you? I'm great, great. Sound like a warbler. I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, good week this week. I got all my kids coming, or most of them, and oh, grandkids. And good for you. So it's going to be a good week. But good for you. I got to say hi to Stephanie, who, you know, we did a thing on uh, rodeo uh clowns here yeah a bit ago yeah she has a cousin who was a barrel man in east texas his name was lanky lynn lanky, lanky lynn. lynn does that sound familiar? he did it for lanky years and years lynn. i'm gonna have to go check my records uh I, the okay. name doesn't hit me right now okay. but she, uh, she sent me some uh pictures i but they're on my computer so i wasn't okay. able to right. bring them to show you a, that's a clown's name yeah lanky, lanky lynn, lynn. Hey, yeah. Lanky lynn. so he was where's lanky he was a genuine uh cowboy uh barrel man and and bullfighter and all that all but, right so, uh, Zeb, a historic week this week. My book is almost ready to go to print. Uh-oh. I'm hoping Uh-oh. this week we get the manuscript to the printer with uh, the maps, the illustrations, everything ready to print. So, folks, I'm hoping to have it in the next few weeks so you can have it for Christmas. And it's a historical novel. With uh, starting with a young man who goes to work in a coal mine at age 11 over in Wales and eventually comes to America to become a cowboy. And so all the stories you've heard on this podcast, I've incorporated into this book. Wow. So, not all, but a lot of the true. That's a big book. That's a big book. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of the true people, places and events that you've heard here that will be in the book. Oh, my goodness. Now, of course, I get a free signed copy. Yeah, well, maybe a discount. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work something okay, out. <laughs> thank you. Do you have any thank yous this week? Well, Stephanie, uh, oh. she's written before, and uh, thanks, Stephanie, for uh, telling me about your cousin. So today we're going to talk about a place just not very far from us, Zeb, a place called King Hill. Oh, yeah. Just, what, 50, 60, 80 miles up the river from us? Yeah, and I bet you're river? going to tell me how it got its name. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> 
and I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. <laughs> so picture this. It's the fall of 1908, and everybody's looking towards a spot where King Hill, Idaho, now stands. It was isolated. There weren't any trees. Uh covered with sagebrush, but word had gone out that there was to be a land drawing and irrigation made available to settlers. So people came from all over, Pennsylvania, Illinois, uh, back east, all really? over. Yeah. But some state to put down roots on in this, at that time, Idaho was only about 18 years old. So it was just a young state and there wasn't much over there. But the old Oregon Trail uh, bore evidence of the, all the pioneers that passed right past there. A grandmother kept a diary of a covered wagon trek from Indiana to Oregon. And she wrote about the choking dust that was just like fine fine flour, you know, fine powder that just got in everything, your luggage, your food, everything. Uh, just, it was rough on those. Yeah, it was on the, tough. On the Oregon Trail. Yep, yep. So there's a story uh, that, that uh, the day when one, one woman on a wagon train, in desperation, she sat down out in the open prairie and refused to go further. She'd had enough. She'd had enough. She had had it. Her husband stopped the family wagon while the rest of the caravan kept going, leaving them. What do you do? Well, one of the leaders took a firm hand. He rode back to the lone wagon, ignoring the determined woman. He loaded her children and husband into their wagon and hurried it along to catch up with the others, leaving the woman still sitting on the prairie. You're kidding. Well, that's not the end of the story. Oh. No one uh, was there to record what really happened. Uh, they didn't want to record the, that. No. The, anyway, she jumped to her feet and ran to catch up with the train. Really? I guess she decided, you know, uh, I don't want to go, but my family's leaving. Can you imagine how kind of dicey it was around the old cook pot that <laughs> night? <laughs> oh, yeah, we better just leave that one yeah, alone. No kidding. So anyway, by 1908, transportation had improved, and the Oregon Short Line, now Union Pacific, brought pioneers to the King Hill land drawing. Railroad cars were left on a spur as living quarters for those who didn't have tents. The Henry Hafers, who owned land where the town was to be, could furnish bed and board for just a few people. So that was the extent of King Hill Hmm. at the time. So prospective settlers lost no time in scattering out to look at the area and select choice spots. The land was blocked off into 40-acre parcels and plotted on a large outdoor chart. Now, some of the people uh, were taken cross-country in an open buggy. Uh, Some of them walked or rode a horse. Uh, those who took uh, uh, land were required by the Carry Act to establish a 30 days residence and build what they called a prove-up house. And it had to be at least 14 feet by 16 feet. That's so, a house? 14 feet. That sounds like a closet. How big is this room, Zeb? Uh, probably <laughs> 20 by yeah. at least 15. Yeah, so smaller than this room. Ooh. That's the minimum that yeah. they had. And I, I'm sure a lot of them probably maybe maybe a little bit bigger. But So the drawing took place on an outdoor platform with all the names thoroughly churned in a barrel. First name drawn was the guy named Hank Jones of Pittsburgh. 
Hank Joe's land across the Snake River. Now, this is right for so folks. This is right along the Snake River, by the way. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a perspective, uh, so he chose uh, some land across the Snake River that could only be reached by ferry. But later, they did build a bridge across there. And as each name was called, that person chose the tract of land that they wanted from what was available. So if somebody chose something you had in mind, then you probably had. Plan B, C, D, whatever, you know, of other plots that you could that you could take. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So this comes. This story comes from a, a lady by the name of Nellie Burgess. She was the fortieth drawn. Her first choice had been taken by another person. So Nellie was then uh, then selected acreage uh, right next to the Snake River, planning to get in some good fishing. So the Rainbow Ranch was born. That was her ranch. Really, she called it the Rainbow Ranch. And with the magic of a lot of hard work and loving care, the land was cleared and became a green, shady oasis. And that's true of the other ranchers. Now, is some of that still here today? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the town is still there. You know, so I'm sure some of these that started out as these just little 14 by 16 houses uh, have blossomed into ranches, don't you think? Yeah. Farmhouses, uh, you know, modern modern places. So, uh, you know, it didn't happen fast there or easily. Uh, had those at the land drawing been able to see the future, they might have boarded the next train home. Because, you know, when those first homesteaders came, it was rough. Oh, man. I mean, you know. Were there a lot of trees and everything at that time down no. there? Where did they get the wood for their homes? Well, uh, that's a good question. I They may have had to go up into the hills. You know, uh, King Hill. That'd be a pretty not, good... Yeah, it'd be a, a ways, yeah. right? Over into the, the North Hills over there towards Ketchum and yeah. uh, Fairfield over there. But Nellie Burgess had left her desk at the Chicago Daily News to become a rancher. That's what she wanted to do. Single woman at that time. Wow. Anyway, a few necessities. Miss Burgess arranged for uh, uh, what she needed. Flaxy, a riding horse. She named Flaxy. Uh-huh. She needed a horse. Okay. A twenty-two rifle uh-huh. and a room at the Henry Hafer's Inn while her land was cleared and the prove-up house built. So I think they helped each other. I see. You know the don't you think they? Well, it sounds they, like she had a little money from her she, job. She must have done. Yeah. And I think she again. I think the neighbors they all pitched in and helped each other. But one feature of her ranch was different. There was a built-in protection against possible nighttime marauders. Nighttime marauders Marauders. like... Robbers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Here's what she had. 
She had a trap door led to the attic bedroom where she slept. Above the opening, a box of black pepper was suspended so that if the trap door were pushed up, the person opening it would get a face full of black pepper that in would, their face. That would be really uncomfortable. <laughs> it would. Anyway, she says, uh, and that would give her time to grab that twenty-two rifle, yeah. but she says the trap was never sprung, so so she never had to use it. Isn't that area over there, that's kind of a snaky thing, isn't it? I think it would be. Yeah. I think there's yeah a few, few rattlers over there, yeah. but anyway, the first thing she did after her land was cleared was to plant fruit and shade trees, which a lot of them did, and as soon as the apple trees started to bear... She used a pole to kind of keep it leaning uh, uh, right there, and as people went by, uh, they could help themselves to her apples. Really? That's just the way people were, huh. you know. And at first, water was carried by a bucket from the Snake River some 600 feet away to keep the trees alive. Now, how many buckets do you think it would take Holy during the cow. summer, 600 feet away? And she carried all and that? She carried those buckets. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, it had to be hardy stock, right? Why didn't she hook her horse up to a cart? Good, good question. Or why didn't she use the horse? Put the buckets. I don't know. See now, the buckets we, over we the, should have been there helping her. We should have been. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they there was no danger running low on fuel because they she said they burned sagebrush, and she said that some of their friends back at Chicago would write to the to her and some of her friends saying, uh, uh, "Could you get each of us a good looking cowboy?" Oh, really? And she wrote back and said uh, she'd looked the situation over herself, and there were none. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you. Do you have a picture of her? I do not, but I've got some other pictures. Because I was going to say, you. I'll bet she was a tough lady. Okay, now here's a picture of King Hill during the drawing. Oh. Look at that. That's it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's nothing there, hardly. I guess not. I mean, no. not much. No, that's on the old highway, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. the old, yeah. Just off off the freeway up there. Right. Anyway, Nellie tells of riding into the mountains for choke cherries and wild meat. And she says, once when my nephew Glenn Mills was along, we lost our way and ran low on food. Finally, there was only a bit of pancake flour left and no grease to fry cakes in. So Glenn went out and shot a squirrel and we used his fat to fry pancakes. When we finally found our way out of the forest in the mountains, we were near the town of Soldier, which became... Fairfield. Oh. Okay, I didn't. They I, were a long. They were way a long from way. Home. Yeah. Holy so, God. folks, just so you know, if you went between Twin Falls and Sun Valley, Fairfield would be to the west, about what half halfway between Sun Valley and Twin Falls. Yeah. Probably what thirty miles, probably west of yeah. west of there. And yeah. they did all that on horseback. Yeah, yeah. So the two they made their way to this town called Soldier, which I didn't know that, which became Fairfield. The two tied their horses in front of a restaurant and hurried in for a big meal. And having made short work of it, another was ordered just like the first. They ordered everything on the menu, then started over again. No. They must have been hungry. Well, you go back to Soldier, so you're saying the Soldier Mountain Ski Area was named after... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're called the Soldier Mountains, right? Yeah, right. I used to go elk hunting up in in that area I in see. the Soldier Mountains. 
So anyway, most King Hill ranchers rushed uh, to put in gardens. Uh, that very first spring after the drying, there were large, big, huge watermelon, just as there are today, because it's kind of down low where, kind of like Hagerman, isn't it, where they can grow uh, watermelons and cantaloupe, things like that. So, uh, and she, there she was in her Rainbow Ranch. And one of the ver- first cooperative projects of the settlers was the building of Union Church. Pastors were supplied by the various denominations. On the whole, this arrangement was quite satisfactory with ranchers willing to give a bit where their religion was concerned in order to have a church in the community. And one of one of the newly converted uh, insisted on baptism by immersion, the congregation obligingly moved down by the Snake River in a, in a crowd, and one little boy, thinking ahead, took his fishing pole along. Uh-oh. Because, <laughs> hey, if you're going to have a baptism in the river, yeah. just well catch a well, fish or two. Fishing for fish and souls. <laughs> right. Saving souls and catching fish. Anyway, so at Nellie's Rainbow Ranch, uh, when there was company, going to church had to be the what they called the ride and tie method. Now, I'd never heard of this, Deb, because there was only one horse. One person rode a mile, then the tie, tied the horse up for the person following. Then they walked on a mile. The person behind got on the horse. They rode a mile, tied the horse up, and they would leapfrog that way. To Holy get, smokes. To get to church. There was no Uber? Uber? <laughs> there was no Uber. Uber, Uber, <laughs> Uber. Uber. Flaxy the Uber. Flaxy, Flaxy the Uber. Flaxy the Uber. There was yeah. the horse. Yeah, uh, you might like this one. Lloyd. Lloyd was a pig, Lo- uh, pig. A, a real pig. I see. Was bought by Nellie because of a constant yearning for fresh pork. Idaho was a sheep state with some wild game and occasional sturgeon. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But at the Rainbow, there was long conversations about the golden brown pork chops with gravy and spicy sausage Ooh. to trim the pancakes. Lloyd must have been a mind reader because one day when he was let out of his pen for exercise, he made a wild dash for freedom and the Snake River. And what Lloyd happened? was taken off. Oh, here's what Nellie said. Okay. We scrambled after him as fast as we could, fearing the, uh, that he would fall in the Snake River and drown. But Lloyd had vanished. As we stood forlornly by the river, a log came floating by in the swift current. As it neared us, it suddenly flapped its ears and swam to the other side. That was Lloyd? Lloyd. Lloyd was alive. He was alive. But he swam to the other side of the river. I see. Now, I didn't know pigs could swim. I'm not a pig expert. (laughs) I'm not either. I don't know if they swim, but evidently Lloyd could. So, okay, so here's what she said. But now another hazard appeared across the river. There was a railroad, and on that railroad, a crew of section hands was working. Uh oh, look out. Now, these men were as good and honest as the day is long, but pork chops are pork chops. Absolutely. We had to hurry. A neighbor offered to take us around to hunt the pig, so we drove down across the bridge, several miles up to the rugged road, opening two gates to the beach. We searched in the brush, calling. Uh, Lloyd suddenly appeared from a shady clump, and we prepared for another foot race. But here, he merely walked to the river, plunged in again, and swam back to his pen, which is where we found him. He went back on the he, other side of went, the river? He swam back to the other side. What year was this? 1908. In 1908? 1909, yeah, right in there. 
Anyway, when fields and orchards became productive, wildlife moved in to help harvest crops. Jackrabbits nibbled the alfalfa. Coyotes chose prunes. Porcupines preferred apples. Pack rats liked eggs. Uh, magpies joined the pack rats, uh, pack rats in robbing hen's nests. But she said California quail, uh, Orioles, and sage hens made for really good Sunday dinner. Oh, my goodness. Now, I didn't know you could eat, uh, well, Orioles. I, I don't know. There's not much there, is there? Well, probably not. Are you talking Baltimore Orioles? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. So the Snake River was good fishing. There was, uh, and so she she liked to fish. Yeah, she did. So she says, I kept hearing tales of huge sturgeons, but didn't exactly believe them. Then one day I was quietly fishing. There was a splash as though a horse had jumped off the cliff behind me into the river. That's not a splash. The sight of a horrible monster in the water so near my feet set me in reverse and fast. Holy so a big cow. old sturgeon had obviously just jumped right next to her. Wow. So now her nephew, Glenn Mills, later pulled out a 400-pound sturgeon. Let me show you. You got a picture of it there? I do. Wow. Okay. okay look Holy at that. moly, that's a big fish. Yeah. So um, anyway, he pulled out a 400-pounder with the help of a team of horses. Wow. And I can remember seeing pictures down Flaxy here. Flaxy was eating hay, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> down here at Hagerman, yeah. you know, there's pictures of oh, yeah. four, five, six hundred pound sturgeon yep. being pulled out by yep. teams of horses. But a few words after, a few years afterward, uh, Glenn hooked another sturgeon early Easter morning, just about time to leave for church. Well, he postponed the landing, letting the big fish go back into the deep hole where it was still hooked. After church, Glenn told the reverend that he had a sturgeon hooked, though he wasn't sure he should, it being Sunday. Not sure if he was going to break the Sabbath by pulling in this sturgeon. Well, the pastor said, quote, the Bible says, go thou and do likewise, doesn't it? In other words, go get the fish. <laughs> go get the fish. And Catherine Mills, uh, uh, his daughter, was given the honor of pulling in the sturgeon. Her dad had hooked an 80-pound girl landed an 80-pound fish. Oh, my goodness. Pulled it in. I've only got a minute left. Okay. We're about done here. 1958, King Hill, population uh, 350. That was in 1958. Had his 50th birthday. Was in, There was a banquet with special table with honored guests. Uh, trees have grown tall, uh, green. There's a lot of ranches now. Neighbors still far apart. But, you know, the the homes. I, I haven't actually been to King Hill. Oh, I have. Have you? Yeah. But it's, there's nice homes and yeah. ranches and Good folks farms. over there. Yeah. Good folks. Well, they come from good stock. Right? And Flaxy is out eating alfalfa. Flaxy is, I but, think, but the watch out, watch out for, for Lloyd. Lloyd, yep, <laughs> he'll jump in the water. Saving money on exterior wall lights now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 